Well, hello, everybody. We're, we're missing Louise. I'm going to see if I can get her online here in a little bit. But we are so glad that you are joining us, that we have Celine here this week. We are just excited to have another kick-ass career conversation. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, of course, of course. We're going to tell the world about who you are and what you do in the world and, and um, all of that goodness in just a little bit. But I would love to know... What are you celebrating right now? What what this week is a good celebration for you? So thank you so much for asking. This is perfect. I didn't I didn't fully realize that we were gonna, you were going to ask me this question. But so I'm <laughs> celebrating that I just relaunched my email my newsletter, which I send out through email um, to my community to my 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 small list of. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, people that have, you know, been interested in, in talking all stuff HR. So I'm very excited because, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And, and, um, and so I'm, it's just been one thing that I've been putting off. And so finally I did it and I sent it out today. So that feels so good. I love that. (laughs) And here's, it's, it's showing up and doing something that feels like it's going to be really like, oh my gosh, I haven't done this. This is going to be a big deal. And did it end up being a big deal? No, like I was like, okay, I'm going to get in the tech part of it. And so I had help that she was amazing, but in my, you're, you're right. Like it, I made it, I got in my own way again. And I, I was like, why am I just doing this now? So but the real task will be in the follow-up in, you know, doing it every week. And so that's going to be great. That's why I'm so impressed with you, Kim, because you were on episode 73. That takes commitment. It does take commitment. And I'm so sorry that I'm looking down while I'm doing this. I'm just trying to send Louise the link. So hopefully she can join us. Um, There we go. We will keep our fingers crossed that she will be able to join us. But thank you so much. It is a pretty amazing being on, like having done this for a year and a quarter in this format. It's changed a couple of formats, but um, we had a podcast uh, before with another group of individuals. Um, it was an amazingly fun podcast to do. And we did that for nearly a year. And here we are. And mm-hmm. there we're not slowing down. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of That's fun. Awesome. Um, for me, I think, um, I, I was sharing this with you backstage. Um, I am celebrating my business accelerator again. Like I celebrate them a lot, but the way they show up so authentically, so openly, so ready to take in new information and learn to integrate it for themselves so that they can really be creating more aligned businesses, more aligned lives, more aligned wow. clients with so much more ease. It is, it's, it's fun. I mean, first of all, it's just a lot of fun for me, but second of all, it is a pretty amazing thing. And I'm actually celebrating them even wow. more than just like me. So yeah, it was just really cool. That's amazing. That's like, like how long is your cohort? It's a couple of weeks. It's like, like a good long. It's 10 weeks. It's a 10 week cohort. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 That's weeks amazing. long. And we meet, um, there are two breaks in it, but we meet basically every week for 90 minutes and we go through a different element of, of creating some ease in our businesses and creating these embodied aligned businesses. And through it, 
right? They're, they're working on mindset, they're working on transformation, but they're, we're also working on the meat and potatoes, like the stuff that's actually happening in their businesses. So it's, it's a yes. And, um, and the deep work, right? A lot of that deep work is what happens on the calls because they have me live to help guide them through it. And whoo, do they go there? It's so cool. Well, that's great because when you're able to go there, I think those get the most transformation, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking a little bit about kind of the mindset shifts that you've been and you were so cute. You were like, it's a little woo. I'm like, oh, you forget who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, it's, it's like you can deny it or not or not choose to like say, wait, is that like a coincidence or is this real? You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So I'm going to let the world know about your brilliance, about your zone of genius, about um, who you are. Um, I'm going to read your bio here. As the ultimate people person, Celine loves to share why your business needs another type of HR strategy that retains, motivates, and engages your team members. Celine is considered to be the small business owner's ace in the hole for all things HR. Her specialty is setting up HR departments and processes for growing businesses, creating compensation plans that avoid confusion and foster connection, and teaching teams how to communicate best in sticky situations. She's a proud wife and mama to three kids ranging from high school to preschool. That's interesting that you went backwards in that one. Most people I go did. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and for fun, she enjoys packing up the RV and roaming around Texas. Celine, I'm so so glad that you're here. Um, this conversation that we're going to have in just a little bit is amazing, but I would love if you could share that like octopus crayon scribble um, idea of how did you get here? How did you get to having and doing what you're doing in the world? Thank you for that awesome introduction. And so we were talking a little bit backstage about this and I was like, Kim, I'm nervous to say that I'm on a ladder because as soon as we think we have, like, we're, we're doing it, we're doing it. My mind automatically goes to hold on. Like, you know, you got, what happens if the shoe, the other shoe drops, but so in my life and how I kind of started to, or how, how, how I have evolved to being the HR consultant, um, is I was an HR director for many years and I kind of fell into that. Right. So octopus, right? Like, I don't know, five, seven, seven years, eight years ago. And then I just said, you know what? I really like the power of intention, right? I said, you know, what? I really love people and processes and I love numbers and HR is about your, your return on invest, return on investment or right for your, your employees. So I just decided that I was going to do HR and lo and behold, I did. I got an amazing job. I got my dream job uh, working for a general contractor here in Texas. And throughout the time that I was there, I just had a really wonderful experience in terms of being at the table. They gave me the management team, which I was a part of, gave me a seat at the table. And I um, we made all sorts of decisions together. I executed and we had such a great time. But as life would happen, it was great. I got married, had, uh, had a baby, let me back up, had a baby, got married. And so I realized that in that time, like 
I need to be like in all the places at once. And I can't be the best HR director when I'm going to take a baby to the doctor and doing all the things. So uh, my, my dream position evolved um, into one which allowed me more flexibility. And so I started uh, consulting with small businesses. And so that's been a year and a half. And it's it's been like, some days are fabulous. And some days I'm like, wait, wait, I got to figure this out. And so I, I think that um, it's been such a great transition. It's not been an easy one, but it's so worth it. And if you ask me today, I'm super happy that I've decided to be bold enough to take the plunge. Mm, I love that. So were you always in HR or did you do something prior to that? So before that, I was, I sold insurance actually um, for like eight years. And so a lot of what I was doing was working with um, small business owners. And so I kind of fell into the benefits piece of the HR. And so I, I did that for a long time. So I was more well versed in that. Then the compliance came and um, I studied up really hard. That's how you know, I just really enjoyed it. So I like threw myself into it. And, and so I, I did. And I, again, I had the greatest opportunity. So I, mm. I like to think I make the best of it. Love that. So being in compliance and insurance, then HR, and now your own business, mm -hmm. is that something that you always wanted to do or how did that come about? Yeah, for sure. I've always had this entrepreneurial sense. And so, um, when, when the time came for me to be like, okay, what, what, how can I be sure that I'm there for all the things for my children? You know, realizing that, I have a 17 year old, so she's going to college soon. And, you know, my time with her, as I know, it will be up, which is bittersweet. Right. But um, so I, I realized I'm like, wait, I got to I got to transition somehow. And so I created I kind of thought to myself, OK, what do I want? You know, mm -hmm. what does that look like for me? We think we want. Oh, I want all the freedom in the world. Do you realize that all the freedom means that you can do anything, which means some days you will do nothing. <laughs> so, you know, it's challenging. It's challenging. But so I made that assessment as to, yes, I've always wanted to have my own business. And I thought, you know what? There's no time like the present. Let me do it. I don't want to look back and regret yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I know for me, when I decided um, to leave um, my day job, right, working for somebody else and go full in on my business, it was scary. And yet I had done all the work before I took the leap. Was it the same for you? Yes. So the only thing that the, the thing that I, why I'm still here is because I love the work. So I know I'm doing the right thing and my clients um, are achieving the transformations that I'm promising. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, even my, my new client, my newer clients, because I, I show up and I help first, you know, I, that's just my selling, how what I'm comfortable with. And it's working where, where it's like, Hey, I'm going to meet you where you're at right now. Yeah. Because they're in crisis mode. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's yeah. get through this and then we'll talk. And so it's, it happens really organically. I've gotten better about um, kind of seeing like who are the, the ideal clients that are ready. Because, you know, 
HR is, is, um, can be challenging because it might require some change. And as you know, we are change averse, right? We like to continue to do the same thing. So, so I've gotten better at saying, okay, you know what? You're ready. You're, I know you're ready to, to make some, some changes. And so, you know, uh, it's gotten, it's gotten, it's good. It's great actually. <laughs> Well, and, and I feel like knowing that ourselves, going through that ourselves, um, getting to that place of it, it's going to, it, it's potentially going to be challenging. It's potentially going to be hard, but I'm ready. What are some of the ways that, that you know that you're ready to make a change? So it's been um, like a lot of self-discovery kind of along the way, but I just being comfortable with the fact that I'm not going to know everything, right? As mm. I'm gaining clients and I'm like, okay, wait, let me, how do I organize myself? How do I invoice? How do I, there's so many questions that can pop up that can keep me in analysis paralysis, but I, I kind of, I'm like, wait, where am I? Am I choosing to be an indecision or... Am I just going to, and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not ready to make that decision. I'm going to think on it, but I, by tomorrow um, I'll snap out of it and I'll figure out what it is that I want to do because, you know, we're kind of as a solopreneur getting, there's a lot of things coming at us, um, mm -hmm. which is good because that means business is going and, and that's great, but aligning myself with the right people, right? So making sure that, you know, I have my bookkeeper, that I have, um, attorneys that I can refer my clients to because I'm all about staying in my lane. I'm like, wait, this is, you know, it's, a, it's an issue that's out of my scope. I can realize that and appreciate that and say, you know what, you need a non-compete. And I'm thinking you need a non-compete. Let's, let's get you in front of an attorney to help you. Let's just close that gap by doing that. So having a, a team of, of people that I know I can count on to be like, you know, I need help or I need some, some guidance is, is critical. So that's why I love coaching. I'm a big fan of having a, a coach because they're able to like snap you out of it and be like, okay, hold on. And we all need that. We all need that. Let's think of the, the best um, athletes in the world. You know, they're the, they're natural athletes, but they have coaches, right? Mm -hmm. so, oh yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, when I was first introduced to coaching a decade or more, so more than a decade ago, um, in terms of somebody doing it as a career, right? I knew it as a skill and I used it as a skill in, in all of my work. But the first time that I knew outside of very high level executives or uh, voice coaches or um, right athletics right. coaches, I knew it in that spectrum. Right. I didn't understand that coaching could be this thing. And I, I'm thinking now it's probably closer to 15 years ago. Coaching could be this thing where you didn't have to be an elite to, to benefit from having a coach. Right. 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 And yeah. I think that that's something that is so cool that we're starting to um, really embrace in all different areas, both in terms of our careers and our work and our businesses, mm -hmm. but also personally and spiritually and, you know, on all these different levels is how do we utilize somebody outside of us, not giving us guidance, right? That's a different thing. That's a different skill set. Right. But really when we're in that coaching mode of, of having that ability to hold up the mirror, mm. say, here's what I'm seeing right? 
Yeah. That's what's so cool. Um, and, and I love using that tool with my clients. Um, do you use that within your business as well? So it's funny that I never thought like when I, when I set out to start my business, I never thought, Oh, I'm going to go be a, a coach. Never thought that. Cause I, like you, I had a different idea of, right. What a, mm-hmm. a coach was for or who needed coaches. Um, but my clients have come to me and again, these are very successful small business owners that are like, we know real estate. We know, um, you know, we're physicians. We're doing all these things. We don't know HR. Will you coach me? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. So in the, in the, in the, through our process of working together, I do of course offer like, this is what we want to do. I train my, any, anybody in HR and like, you know, we, our role is to as HR, right? Say, you know what, this is a situation we can do A, B, or C, and then talk, go through the implications of what A, B, or C means, right? To the organization. That way it's not our decision, right? And it shouldn't be. It's the the rest of the management team or the owners. So yes, I do. I do find myself coaching. And I, you know what? I kind of really love it because it's the coaching the framework of this is, okay, we have a crisis okay, what's the worst case scenario and right. the, my thought process and how I, we, we know I, I figure it out and it's work. It's been really, I've been, I've been proud of kind of the work that I've done. Again, I've always had really supportive bosses that are like, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a, B or C. Right. And so make that easy for me and mm-hmm. that works well for me. So, so yeah, I, I'm, it's interesting that I'm like, yeah, I can, I guess I am an HR coach. Yeah. Well, using the skill, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is I used it long before I ever built a business around it. And then my business evolved where it went back to, it's a skill that I use, right? But it's not the only thing that I offer. And I think that goes to this idea, right? Of we're constantly navigating transitions when we think about it in our lives. When it feels like, right, the needle goes off the record is when it's a transition that feels either that we're not ready for or that was unexpected, um, those feel a little bit more crunchy. And I'd love to know um, kind of some of the ways that you would work with your employees when you were right an in-house HR uh-huh. person. Mm-hmm. How did you help them navigate some of these transitions that would come up in their lives or in their businesses? So, so yeah, so I, I always had a, a, I was like, you know, the counselor, right at the, at the mm-hmm. office. So basically kind of like what you said, it's just mirroring because I never want to, I'm really good. I'm like, I, I can tell somebody, I can be a strategist and be like, you got to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but that, that's not what I want for, like I, they, I think we are, when we come up to our own conclusions and we are able to say, I want to do this, you know, and then I'm going to chart it out, you know, with, when it's our ideas, right. They're, they're much more powerful than being told. So, so very similarly, it's, it's, I have, you know, it's very powerful. I believe that the spoken word is very powerful. So it's like, okay, tell me what's going on. Like, tell me what's going on. I want you to hear yourself tell the story. Right. Um, and something that I learned to do was, okay, well, what would be the best case scenario? in this issue. Well, okay. The best case scenario is, um, I get, you know, if they're going through financial problems, well, I get money, I get like 
my the money that I need. Okay. What's the worst case scenario? I don't get it. Okay. So how can we, how can you figure out a way to get you to maybe not even, maybe it's not the best case scenario, but maybe halfway there. And so I do, I would love to brainstorm and I do that even now. I do work with business owners and I also work with their employees. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, wait, I need to get you to finding a solution that's going to work for you and that's going to be enough for you and also doable. So mm-hmm. I always start with, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? And what what can I do? I Realizing that that there's an answer in there somewhere, you know, and I just got to walk towards it baby steps sometimes. But I, I do that all the time. I do that all for myself. I'm like, okay, hold on. Um, what is the best and the worst case? And where, where am I going to be in the middle? And sometimes the best case scenario happens more often than not, but that's just my brain. Like, I'm always like, okay, hold on. What is the worst that can happen? And then well, what if I made it easy on myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the I, out. Yeah. I am really, really big on micro steps and ease because very often what we do when, when we're faced with a transition, a change, something like that, or, or we want to make a change happen, we focus on where we want to be, right? As you're saying, the best case yeah. scenario. So we have our big vision. We're, we, it's like, that's the place we want to get to. And we know in our heart of hearts, we can get there if we just X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And so we try and take a leap. And the reality is, is that leap does not actually benefit us very often um, when we're in that place because our whole nervous system goes into shock. We end up shutting down. We, We end up making mistakes. We're not thinking clearly. And so well, we do see like you leapt from from uh, a, a day job, from being an employee. I leapt from being an employee. And yet we were ready because we it, it really was a micro step at that point to just give notice, right. to just decide on a business name, to just- it's Not that it was it. easy or that I wasn't nervous about it because I left an amazing team, you know, but I knew that that was- that was, there was something in me that was pulling me toward that. This is my next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, but each one of those things was a micro step. It wasn't like you just all of a sudden went, woo. And just, right. That's not what happens. You worked up to it. And, and I think we lose sight of that. And that's why transitions and change can feel so scary is we think it has to be this massive thing versus all these little micro steps and not easy, but with ease. Because wow. we also have a tendency to make things more challenging for ourselves. And so one of my favorite questions to ask myself and, and everybody else I talk to is, where are you making this more challenging? Where do I make my life, my life more challenging? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I, I talked to my mom. I'm like, Mom, I was in the round room today about this certain situation. And the round, it, what nothing happened, nothing productive happens in the round room. Let's think an issue, right? With a family member, work, client, where you're just like thinking and thinking and thinking. And and I'm like, okay, I've been in the round room too long about this. I need to act. (laughs) So I think this is my, like, I'm, I like, I'm like direct and I think quickly. I like to move quickly. Um, 
sometimes though, right, we're all human where it's like, wait, I'm kind of like, I'm here and I'm not making a decision. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I got to snap out of it and just be like, okay. So that's the value of having like, you know, my spouse will, I'll, I'll, he's good. He just kind of like guides me towards, but he, he kind of lets, he lets me make, make that decision or it makes me feel like I am anyway, mm-hmm. but the accountability, you know, I'm like, okay, I think I need help. <laughs> I yeah. need help because I'm clearly unclear. I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. So how do I make my life difficult? I think sometimes I go in there and I don't even realize like, I'm just not, I'm happy. I'm okay. Make, mm-hmm. not being stuck in indecision, which is a decision, right? Yeah. So that's costing me time and maybe money, maybe opportunities. So I think that's one thing that so many of us are, we all get caught up in it and I'm trying to get better about like, okay, Celine, snap out of it, you know, mm-hmm. especially yeah. as a business owner. Yeah. And it's, but it's true, right? We get in that place and you do, you've used one of my favorite terms, which is analysis paralysis, because it, it is true. Our brain just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And we're expecting a different outcome because we think if we keep thinking, we'll think our way through it. And the reality is we can't think our way through it. Yeah. Major yeah. decisions don't actually come from here, right? We process those decisions here. Major decisions come from somewhere else in our bodies where we're like, yep, that's where we're moving towards. Yeah. And when we learn to listen to our bodies, we have the ability to have this really amazing super brain that lets us make aligned decisions left and right with and with some speed. Right. But yeah. that takes practice, right? That takes it a lot does. of practice. It takes practice and like, like some, you know, being called out, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Making a lot of mistakes. Making mistakes. But also like mistakes are okay, right? Mistakes are yeah. good. Mistakes are expected. But you have to, if, if I tell myself, you got to learn something from it. If, if I didn't learn from it, then that's just a waste. And, you know, I, I want better for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. most people do, right? And yeah. And yet when we have this desire to, um, to have better, to do better for ourselves, to be better for ourselves, we get stuck in the how. And we, Louise and I talk about this all the time. We get stuck in the how. Like, how am I going to be better? How am I going to do better? How am I going to, right? And, and th- that's where the analysis paralysis begins and quite frankly ends is when we step off the how monster. It's like, no, we're going to not worry about the how. We're going to worry about I'm taking this step, right? So when we left our roles, working yeah. for somebody else and decided yeah. to do this, yeah, there were times when I got stuck in that hamster wheel of how. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that each time I take a step without worrying about the how, how is this going to, how am I going to find my, way back in the day, how am I going to find my first client? It was like, I could have mapped that sucker out to a T and that's not how I got my first client. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the most transformational thing for me um, was just here recently that I'm like, I have my, my book where I'm supposed to like, I'm old school, right? I like to write things down, you know, like I'm going to do make my calls and follow up and all those are good things. But when I kind of was like, you know what, I'm just going to do one of my, um, one of my personal heroes, he said, it's all about, it's all about building relationships and mm-hmm. connecting the dots. And in my HR role, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That, totally. Yeah, absolutely. But now as a business owner and as I'm, you know, making things happen or trying to kind of like let them happen with more ease, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, 
oh, as soon as I stopped like being so, so particular and like militant about, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go meet people. You know, everybody works somewhere and everybody knows a business owner. Like, I'm just going to just go. I'm telling you my, my business has changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I know we were talking about this backstage is I call that conscious connections, right? When we focus on just creating a connection, it doesn't even have to be a relationship, right? It could build into a relationship, but just creating a connection and allowing ourselves to, to just open that door. Yeah. Consciously open that door to intentionally open that door to create connection. I mean, that's how, so we met, you and I met because we have, and Sage was actually on the show a couple months ago. Oh, awesome. Um, So somebody that we both independently, independently knew introduced us. You and I had a great conversation and we said, how do we continue staying connected? And I was like, well, one great way, come on the show. Right. And so where does this lead from here? We don't know. We don't have a plan and it's not about the how. Yeah. It's about following that thread and saying, oh, where does this one lead? Oh, look, there's somebody else. I'm going to meet them now. Oh, look, there's somebody else. It's fun. Yeah. It's not it back old to it, like, networking. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. Again, remember, I uh-huh. sold insurance. So I was used to walking on doors yes. and handing payment. And so now I'm like, how do I do that in the online space? It's pretty mm-hmm. incredible. And yeah, I love it because it's truly like the law reciprocity, right? It's like, you know, we got connected by this amazing lady and just, you know, talk about amazing business owner. Right. And so she just kind of, you know, and so now what do I want to do? Right. I want to connect people and be like, oh my gosh, like you need to meet. I think there could be some synergy there and it's just a good place to be. You know, it's just a good way to do business. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, it's it's just a good way to be, right? Because yeah, we never know. Yeah. And 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 to do it from that place of selflessness and not like when I introduce people, very often I don't even have a, a specific like the two of you would be great business partners or this would be a great client for you. Sometimes I have that, but sometimes I just have the feeling of, oh my gosh, I met this amazing human who said something that made me think of this other human for some reason, and I don't 100% know why, I need to introduce the two of you. And I'm going to let the two of you figure out why that introduction right. was made. Right. And, yeah. Right. But it's it's fun. And I mean, you know, I'm a former attorney and former nonprofit executive, and I glad handed and did the networking events and did all those things. And man, was I miserable. I'm an introvert. I don't, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I don't want to, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be the person who's glad handing and schmoozing and proving and like, it's so icky. And to have the ability to go in and have just natural, calm conversations with curiosity and to, to leave there with some way of saying either that was fantastic. I hope our paths cross again soon or plan of action of how we want to continue getting to know each other. We don't need to know the how or the what is the outcome yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it goes all back to like, okay, you know what? I'm going to release the control that I think I have because we don't really have, right. It's just an illusion. Right. So um, yeah, that's so, it's so, it's just a, like I said, I, I feel like 
you know, if you're just kind of doing the right thing and connecting people, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, and I, I guess I've gotten really, I'm just blessed that I've had these opportunities come to me, like meeting yourself. And I'm like, oh, I want, mm-hmm. I want it to happen for other people because it's, we all need a break. You know, we all need, uh, we, we just never know what we can do for somebody else, not even re- fully realizing. So it's no, amazing. And- it is pretty amazing. And it and it leads itself to what you were talking about before also, which is supporting, right, when we're going through these times of transition or change, is to have a team, right? Yes. The more people we meet, the more opportunities we have to create a team that we never knew existed, right? So I don't know when I might have one of my clients because I work with founders that have teams and organizations that have teams, right, in the social impact space, who do I, you know, I don't right now have anybody who has HR needs, and yet they may. So it might be, hey, Celine, there are these people. It might also be, you know, I'll find out something fabulous about you along the way, the personal about you, and I'll be able to connect you with somebody else for a different reason. Yeah. But it's just knowing and remembering, and it's those teams that we have around ourselves to support us um, and the way that we can help other people create their teams as well. I think another thing that we need to say, and we don't want to, because it's kind of sometimes painful, but evaluating like who are the people in your, on your team that truly, you know, are there for you. And then who are some people on your team that maybe it's okay if we move on from them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such an important point because we tend to get stagnant, Yes. right? We, we, and this is in all areas of our lives, um, Mm -hmm. but in relationships too, is that we keep people in our lives because they've been in our lives. Right. And just like with everything, everything changes, everything transitions. And sometimes there's a time to say, this person isn't who I need the way that I've needed them in the past, it doesn't mean you need to cut them out of your lives. Um, it just means that you're evaluating and saying, is this who I want on this level right now? And that's for your business and your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. I just read a book not too long ago, uh, written by Rachel Rogers. And she says, every year you should do a friend inventory. And I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of harsh. But um, you know, again, if you really want that transition in your life, like everything takes up energy, you know, we have kids and we, you know, obviously those, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't negotiate the kids or, or the spouse, but, but who are the people that bring us peace? Who are the people that bring us that are there for us? Um, and not people don't owe us anything, right. Knowing right. that, but just is, where is there that, that trust where you can, where, you know, and then, because some people are, uh, naturally, you know, they will, um, they're not the ones that they drain this with energy. Right. And so like, if you know that and you're trying to get to from point A to point B and it's challenging, um, you need to make those decisions that are not so fun, but I think will get us to where we want to go. Right. And so, and those are again, tough conversations, but they need to be had. And it all starts with having those conversations with ourselves and getting real, you know, there's a season we're all in separate different seasons. You know, we all have seasons in our life. And so I tell my daughter who's 17 and, you know, navigating, you know, friendships and she's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, so-and-so I'm, 
I, I just, I don't, you know, I don't think she's, I want to be your friend. And I said, well, you don't have to be all dramatic about it. Just, you know, slowly, you know, uh, it, it'll happen naturally, you know, at the same time, I don't want her to be, she's recognizing it. And that's great that this person is no longer, you know, she's just not there for her the way that she's there for her. Right. There's the, right. there's the giving. There's not the reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, well, in every relationship, right. We make the deposit and sometimes withdrawal, deposit, mm-hmm. withdrawal. But when we're always withdrawing, those are the relationships we need to evaluate. Right. So, uh, so I said, there's no need to be rude or, or make a big thing about it. You know, I said, just naturally lives will, your life will take you in a different path. And so she goes, mom, you know what? You're right. She's, we don't have any classes together anymore. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, it is interesting. Cause I was actually just working with a client with the, uh, about this this week where there's a, there's a, there's some tension between, um, these two leaders, um, and they're both like top leadership in this oh, wow. organization. And so, and there's some tension. Yeah. And so they can't just kind of drift apart. Right. They have to figure out how to, how to work together. So understanding that a, a very candid conversation or multiple candid conversations can actually help. And that may not be that they're ever close or friends or even friendly, but they can work together. They can figure out ways to work together if that's what they both want. If they don't, and this goes to the separation of ways, one or both of them could choose to go the other direction, a different direction. Right. Um, that comes with it a whole bunch of unbundling, particularly when we're when we're talking about um, business leadership. Mm-hmm. And yet, we forget so often that we have choice. Like I've already made these choices. I'm already in this partnership. I've already made this choice. I'm with this person. I've already made this choice. I've already hired that individual. I've already made this choice. I've created my website this way. Whatever those things are, we think I've already made the choice. And yet you still have choice, right? We can choose to make another choice. We always can. We totally forget about that because we think it's going to be so hard. Well, I've already done all this. Do I need to redo it all? Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, it may not be so hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly where we're supposed to go. Yeah. I've had the unique pleasure of working with several um, business founders and actually a nonprofit founder who have either wound down, sold, or otherwise exited their organizations and talk about like they, they have put their heart, their soul, their blood, their sweat, their tears, all of their resources over the years into this entity, into this being in the world. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's not continuing to speak to them. Um, it's really hard to let go, even when you know it's time. And so navigating that transition, right, being able to move through that with some grace and some ease, because we were talking about ease earlier, mm-hmm. right, finding that ease to be able to say, where am I making this more challenging? Well, I'm making it more challenging by choosing to stay. I'm making it more challenging by, ref- by thinking that I'm a failure if I wind down my business. You're not a failure, your life has gone a different direction. Your interests, your passions, your curiosity have gone a different direction. And that's okay. You're evolving as a human. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We need to give ourselves grace when we're going through transition because we're going to, there's a lot of self doubt. And, um, I remember when I was going through a very difficult time in my life, like divorce, I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to start all, I have to start, start all over again. Like what? And then I don't know, something just hit me or it came to me or I read something and I thought, Oh, and it was so beautiful because it's true. We don't ever start all over again. We start we go in a different direction, but knowing all of the lessons and the experiences that we will choose to either do again or not do again, right? Negative experiences help shape us, right? Into who we are today. So it's like, we're wherever we're at, we are right on time. You yeah. know, um, it's just, it's supposed to be that way. And I think when we, when I accepted that, it's like, okay, you know what? You're right. Like I, I am not going to start all over again. Or, or if I feel it, it's like, you know what, I'm going to kind of put my life together in the way that I want to now. And there's some beauty in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I am so excited because next week we're going to be having a conversation that will like springboard right off of this on this whole idea of rediscovering ourselves and rediscovering purpose, because yeah. we do go through these places of transition and, allowing ourselves to understand that we're not it everything we've done up to this point isn't for naught even if it's a full full on pivot that has nothing to do with what you've already done if it's a full loss mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it, whatever that thing is it's not just like you said it's not from scratch we already are a whole person and, and we're just bringing our knowledge, wisdom, and self with us into that next experience, which is pretty amazing when we think yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that holds us back from making that transition is, is obviously the fear of like, well, what happens if I want all these things and they're not going to happen? You know, yeah. what happens if I fail? Uh, well, what happens if you don't? Yeah. Right? I love that. Like, that's the cool part. I think that's what gets me. Like, I, I just tell people all the time, well, don't, well, then don't don't fail. <laughs> don't fail. You just got to keep trying. And that's the other thing that I've learned that I wish I could tell people is you're going to fail. You know, it's okay. Cause we're just, we're not perfect. We're not going to get it right. Like with my darn newsletter, you know, I started it and I didn't do it and then I would do it. And then I would be like, wait, it's not pretty. You know, I don't like it. I don't like it. But what, but what I tell people is, you know what, you're going to do some ugly things. You're going to put things out there that are not as perfect as you want them to be. It's okay. Just do it because in the process, you're going to learn what you like and what you don't like. And so again, it's not for nothing. You know, it's, it's not a waste. Uh, we're all learning in, in, in the process. So that's something that I, I think, I feel like I learn along the way. I, sh I wish I, I would have read something that would have said, you know what, you're going to, it's all going to be ugly at first. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, or it's not, it's going to be yeah. what it is. And, and the reality is, is we get that opportunity to just keep learning. Yeah. Um, and speaking of learning today, I just looked up at the time we have, I know, right. It, told you it goes fast. So fun. <laughs> so fun. So I would love to know what is your golden nugget? What is your takeaway from our conversation today? So the takeaway from, oh my gosh, we had some good conversation, mm -hmm. um, is to keep going, right? Like if we have that, like, I, I always tell myself, like, even when I'm feeling like discouraged or I, my, my income level is not where I want it to be. And I'm like, you know what? 
um, I tell myself just keep going and don't give up because if I give up, like, well, what happens if I were to keep trying? Well, first of all, I, I'm not a give up. I don't, I don't give up, you know, but, but I get tired, you know? So in those moments I, I rest and I, I make my plan and I execute. And so do the plans always, does my execution, is it always flawless? Absolutely not. Um, but knowing that it's like, okay, you know what? I, obviously I needed to learn this. And so we, my husband and I, we always do lessons learned <laughs> on things that we do, parties we do, events we do, or, or just projects. Right. Um, so I always like, I'm like, you know, we just got to keep going because if we get, if we stop, we'll never know. Yeah. You know? We're going to give in to our inner, that inner voice that needs to know everything and get stuck in the how. So it was a really good reminder also, like, don't get stuck in the how. Just, just go with it. Um, so, but it's hard. It's hard for when I'm like, okay, no, I have bills to pay at the end of the month. I, you know, I have goals and I want to meet and I want to feel good about my business. So at that point, all the mind drama goes on. I'm like, okay, hundred percent. That mind junk, it is crazy, and that's the part that I right. It's that that round room that you talked yes. about because that's exactly what it is. It's just mind junk, and you're spiraling the drain. And yeah. you just keep going around and around and around and around. And that the, the, the golden nugget, the takeaway from this conversation for me is that is, is really that place of stopping and just taking a step. Yes. Right. Those micro steps, just take a step because right. If you're worried about, am I going to hit whatever income level mm -hmm. I want to hit mm -hmm. my big goals or, or if I'm just focusing on, I need to hit this income level so we can pay the mortgage this month, whatever it is, right. Just take a step. That's all you have to do because yeah. the more you're circling the drain in that round room is the less time you're actually in action, doing something that can impact what is it that you're trying to do and not to be afraid of making those mistakes because you will. You are, yeah. we are, we are, we're yeah. gonna do, but we're also going to make get get a lot of stuff, right? You're going to get a lot, lot, right. And you're going to be able to learn along the way and you're just experimenting. You're just having fun. Yeah. I love your takeaway. That's so, that's so, that's perfect because when we're in like in that space of the scarcity mindset, yep. we're not able to create like, like, you know, maybe, maybe your audience wants like a, a, a better offer or, you know, an offer that will your, our creativity, right. Suffers or all of a sudden we're just in this scarcity mindset where it's like, we're not doing good for ourselves. It's not good for our health. It's not good for our clients or children or, you know, our family. So yep. that's powerful just to, to stop and like, just relax. <laughs> all right. Stop, relax. Take a, mm -hmm. take a micro step. That's all mm -hmm. you need to do. Celine, thank you so much for being here today. Where can people find you out in the world if they want to connect with you? So I, I am most active on LinkedIn. Um, I just started a YouTube channel and uh, and my newsletter. So a couple of places. But yes, if you go to my website, I have a pop-up and I'd love for you to join my newsletter. That's where I want to, I'd love to share just tips, you know, like what to do with an employee that gives you attitude or, you know, one of my big things is, is we all love to um, to to promote our people, which is good. We mm -hmm. should, but we also should train them, right? So to go from from a staff person to all of a sudden you have reports 
well, there's a shift there and we need to acknowledge that and respect that and, and teach, you know, okay, this is how we handle an employee and this is how we document conversations. So I love to do, do little short videos and I'm going to put them on, have a couple, like I have a couple on YouTube, um, something I'm going to upload. So I'm going to put those on the newsletter as well. Fantastic. Love that. Um, and next week, for folks that will be tuning in next week, I gave a little teaser to it. We're going to be talking to Sarah Noble. Um, she is an amazing, she's um, a spiritual mentor, spiritual guide. She's a shaman. She's my shaman and spiritual guide and has been a huge um, help in my personal life, growth, and journey. Um, but we're going to be talking about rediscovering or discovering your purpose. Um, really great conversation. So I hope people are able to tune in next week and Louise will be back too. So that's also for those of you who are like, where's Louise? She'll be back. She's just camping and having a great time right now. I can't blame her. That's awesome. Right? Exactly. So Celine, thank you again so much for being here. It was a fantastic conversation and I look forward to having more um, with you as time goes on. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I was so nervous because I've never done this and you're such a pro. So thank you. You're very welcome. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.